consider yourself resilient? And what does that even mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with Two for One, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them. And we go deep. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. In this podcast episode, I got the opportunity to put my partner, Vicky, in the hot seat. And you might be surprised at what this former radio presenter and TV anchor has to say about it. Equal parts Bermudian and Australian, she's moved from one side of the globe to the other more than once. She's well-traveled and naturally one of the best storytellers I know. And her personal story, well, that is equal parts fascinating and inspirational. From the darkest depths of a deeply personal business failure to co-founding our marketing company 241, Vicki is now living her best life on her terms and believes anything is possible. Hold on for the ride, folks. This episode goes deep. Hello and welcome. Today we have Vicky in the hot seat. I am so excited. Today I get to interview you and put you <laughs> on the other side, which is, I know, not your comfort zone. That's okay. Not it's at all. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Bear with us. We'll get through it. It's all about um, taking <laughs> risks in life, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, partner. And it is time to tell your story because I know an awful lot about you, but our listeners don't. Don't. And I'm sure there's a few things I might even learn about you today. So I'm really excited to take the opportunity to be the one who gets to interview you or a change. All right, so let's kick it off with a nice, easy question. What is one thing that people might be surprised to learn about you? Okay, well, one thing might be that I don't like being on the side of the camera. <laughs> So there's quite a few things, I think, that people don't know about me. And I think a part of that is because I like to be the person that just sits off and listens and observes a room and soaks it all in. And, you know, I'm happy to engage in conversation, but I'm not the person that wants to always talk about myself or tell me I find this a little stressful. But, you know, if we don't stress a little, we don't grow. I did start my career as a radio presenter and documentary producer and then went on to be a TV anchor, a news anchor and producer so you'd think ah perfectly comfortable in front of a camera well that's not the case yeah because i always had a script i always knew exactly what i was talking about because i'd covered the story you know it's a very different game so not to harp on that but that is one thing that people may not already know about me i started that whole career in my late teens whilst i was at university and it was probably my first love and then i went on to be assistant news director in my 20s or so and then i moved on from that career very idealistic i'll tell you the first time I left broadcasting was because I was wrestling with this politics of news versus telling the truth. And I was very idealistic and I just couldn't bring myself to succumb to the pressures of politics. Enough said. There's another story behind that, but I think it happens everywhere. You're just forced to either not run a story or to run it differently to what really happened because other more influential forces are at work. And I just said, yeah, I'm not having any part of that. I know now 
at this stage of life that that's normal and that one has to accept that and navigate that right but I was a bit wet behind the ears on that so look there's some other kind of fun things that are not so work related I went swimming in Antarctica over Christmas several years back although I used that's the word amazing it is it is it's one of those kind of flags that I'm very proud to wave but I do use the word swim lightly I mean it was more of a like race into the water from the beach plunge in full head dive and then get out as quick as I bloody could (laughs) it was so cold but what a great experience if you're there I mean how could you not do that right yeah exactly you can't miss that opportunity no way yeah that is very cool I hope you saw lots of penguins there too in Antarctica a few too many if I'm even allowed to say that I mean you'd never think you got sick of penguins but it's possible it happens Yeah, just day after day after day of penguins, different types. It was just fascinating. It's such an incredible world we live in. Being out there just makes you realize how incredible and precious this world is. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so So if I'm going to add one more, can I squeeze one more? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so I got my name in the New York Times, in the New York Times newspaper. And so how did I do that? Because I went, took part in the New York Marathon. And the rule is that if you finish within five hours, your name is listed so that's my claim to fame my name is in the New York Times I ran five marathons in that year when I was 40 I think I must have been trying to prove something to myself (laughs) yeah that's a big accomplishment that's really impressive yeah very cool it was a lot of fun too yeah I hear the New York Marathon is one of the best everyone (sighs) raves about that one yeah very cool great experience yeah wow that's like a bunch of lifetimes in like uh one lifetime already and we haven't even started talking business yet let's talk a little bit about business let's talk a little bit about those early days in business when you first started out as an entrepreneur how was that you how were those first few months when you uh you took the plunge into entrepreneurship i don't remember there being a jumping off point i feel like it was always there look from as early as eight years old i was writing offering business advice whatever that is like mentoring for my mom actually we were an incredible partnership and we just took on the world and she would be doing things and i'd be her backing you know it was just her and i growing up and although there was no money being exchanged that's I guess where I got into that pattern and comfort of uh, being able to do that and so then when friends and colleagues needed help as I got older I put a price on it and the way we went so it was just started as a freelancing thing and yeah I had jobs along the way and then at one point I just freelancing became more of the jobs it was like maybe one job naturally came to an end or I moved to a different country I did a lot of that moving countries and so I'd always have to find something when I landed and that would be what can I do for myself? How can I get out there? Who can I connect with? So I guess that's how it all began. I've always been a huge fan of Richard Branson. I've read and followed a lot of his stuff. I remember his book, Losing My Virginity, made such an impact on me and what's possible in business. Talk about resilience, right? Hey, should we get Richard Branson on? Yep. Any day, Mr. Branson, if you are listening, (laughs) please, you are invited on this podcast. We would love to talk to you. Absolutely. That would be a dream. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I just think he's a champion of being in business for yourself and yeah, just doing whatever it takes to get where you want to go. And that kind of helped spur me on back 
back in those early days. Yeah. And taking risks, right? I mean, that's the one thing that moved me about his is how he took risks and accepted failures along with the successes and just kept going, persevering. For sure, resilience is definitely his middle name. So what's the best thing you feel about being an entrepreneur? Like, what is it for you? Oh, for sure. It's just living my best life, living life on my terms. Mm, that, I like that. That's it in a nutshell. Just living life on your terms. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, it makes it sound so easy, but you know, we all know that entrepreneurship is not easy. Did you ever have a moment when you wobbled or you wanted to quit? What was that like? What's the tough times like? Mm-hmm. Not sure we want to go there, but we'll go there. Ah, <laughs> and look, with the greatest light comes the deepest darkness, right? So yes, I very much thought about quitting. I thought about quitting, you know, on a very serious and permanent sense. There was a dark period in life and it was triggered by a business failure. Now I'm sure there wow. were other things going on in my life that, you know, had I not had those things going on, then I might have bounced a little bit easier. But given the set of circumstances that came together at the time, I just plummeted. I plummeted into a very deep, looking back, I guess I was depressed, but it didn't feel like it at the time. It just felt like failure. And I just didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know where to go. I had a lot of shame around it. So I didn't want to talk to anyone who I knew about it. I even took on a business coach at the time and she just couldn't get me to move forward. I didn't even express that I was stuck with her. She was just giving me homework and, you know, we were talking very, you know, up and yep, we're going to do this and this. And then I'd get off the call and just go, oh, I can't do that. Do you know, it was a very stuck place. But I'd love to tell you the business that failed. And I think the biggest lesson for me from it was that I think I went into that business for the wrong reasons. I thought it was a calling and all the signs that led to it being a call. This is what I was meant to do. I was on a mission and I'll tell you about it. But in hindsight, I believe I took on that business because I didn't have a job, right? And I was trying to create a job for myself. I was trying to create income. And to me, that's a very good lesson in, you know, as much as I thought I had an emotional connection and a calling and a mission, I was really doing it because I needed the money, right, you know, which yeah. isn't usually a good success formula. So look, in a nutshell, what happened was I bought a franchise. So with a franchise comes regular overheads, you know, so you yeah. need to be making the income to at least cover those overheads plus whatever else you're committed to. So I had recently qualified as a yoga instructor, which might be another thing people didn't know about me. not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I just love, I love yoga still to this day, but I just could see the impact that it had on people who were in my classes. And after every class, you know, at least two people would come and say, I feel just so much lighter. They just feel more peaceful with the world, like the world was right. Yeah. And this opportunity came along with the franchise to share yoga with children. And I thought, how incredible if every child in every school could just feel that inner peace, that sense of being able to relax and having the tools from such a young age to cope with life just through some simple yoga techniques and I still love that mission and I'd still love to see that happen I just know that I'm not the person to drive that mission trust me So yeah, that that was the business and it really worked in as much as when we had classes with uh, kids, you know, we'd ask them afterwards, what's your favorite part of the class? And it was always Shavasana, that final resting position. And they'd feel that calm and the room would be just, I'd bring them out of the Shavasana with a copper bell and just chimes and light. And they'd, there'd just be this very obvious peacefulness in the room. It's interesting, you know, you think about kids and racing around and there was a bit of that in the yoga class, but they always came to that peaceful moment and 
and they were learning how to do it themselves. And that gave me a great sense of satisfaction. Anyway, it just didn't take off. Kids yoga just wasn't mainstream enough. It didn't matter how much I marketed it or worked at it. And also I was getting in my own way, you know, I learned a lot about myself in that. And I think business is one of the best psychology exercises you can ever yes. do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is very true. Yeah. So, so what did yeah, you learn? learn? Yeah. What uh, did you learn? Look, it was mostly about self-esteem, self-worth. You know, I was here. I was trying to sell myself and my mission and my vision. I've always found it easier to do that for other people. Yeah. It was very much about that. And also getting into, I'd done my due diligence. I'd crunched the numbers, but I guess I just got into it for the wrong reason. I don't really? know. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, And would I do it again? For this one, probably not. <laughs> it was way too painful. The sense of failure just crushed me, you know. Yeah. It wasn't even about learning. It was about failure. I fell into like despair because I had my sights set so high and I felt like I let down a whole world of children, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, I sold off my assets, you know, whatever I had. I paid back some debts. I still had, you know, looming debts. Mm. And so this was all in my 40s, right? So kind of telling myself, I'm old enough to know better, you know, yeah. which puts more pressure on you. And so anyway, guess what I did? I took a job at a grocery store because I needed to pay my bills. I didn't know, you know, it was a week to week thing. I had to cover the rent. Yeah. So and then I took a job as a newspaper delivery at 40 something because I wow. wanted to force myself out of the house and do exercise. And I knew I wouldn't do it by the way I was feeling any other way. So I took this job because I knew I couldn't call in sick. It had to be done and it would get me out exercising. And the ship, the pay was crap, right? Of course. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is what kids Terrible. do when they're at school. Uh -huh. But it actually pulled me out to, yeah, not my proudest moment, but I guess on the flip side, it was a proud moment. Yeah. And definitely uh, some resilience would have taken there just to, you know, get yourself through that. And a lot of humility too, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess resilience to me is something that you look back on and say, oh yeah, I was, you know, yeah. <laughs> when you're in it, you don't feel resilient. You just do it one day at a time, one day at a time, one step there and then the next step. That's it. And then everyone gets a little easier, you know, every single one gets easier. So how did you get from newspaper delivery person to two for one? Like what else kind of happened to the, what were the stepping stones to now a little bit? Yeah, I got to a stage that got so low. I guess that would be my rock bottom. I'd go to sleep praying that I wouldn't wake up the next morning. And as bleak as that sounds, it just felt like it was the easiest solution to the weight that I felt I was carrying, you know? And I'd wake up in the morning and I just like, oh, and frustrated, I think is the word. And yeah, just wishing that it, that it hadn't happened. Should I go back to sleep? And then maybe I won't wake up again, you know? Like crazy stuff. Walking past railway bridges and fantasizing, you know? It's yeah. it's a dangerous game and I'm just very blessed. Very, I just think I'm very lucky that, that I didn't carry through with any of that and a big part of what pulled me out was probably just not wanting to create more mess you know in someone else's world and be the burden for the rest of their life and especially when you think about the people who you know love you even when it's unspoken they don't know what's going on and you just yeah, yeah I was lucky I was lucky so look, it all sounds very doom and gloom, but now I'm living my best life, right? And I think that's the key is knowing that to go through it, just go through it. The only way through it is through it. And yeah. it's always going to be better than you could ever possibly imagine. And it wasn't instantly better, but wow. Like I've never imagined life to be as good as it is now. Oh, that's just so, I don't know. I just love hearing that so much because I think that resonates with a lot of people. I don't think there's anybody walking this earth that has it at least one point in their life had those dark 
dark thoughts, right? I mean, it, people get to all different levels with it, of course, but you know, that's very normal human experience and it's really hard. It's hard, but you do once you get through it, the other side can be absolutely spectacular. And here you are living your best life. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I still feel like anything is possible. You know, I'm not shying away from taking risks or trying something new. I still feel that anything is possible. I know anything is possible. It's just, I guess, how you do it or, you know, the, the one thing I'm more aware of now is that there is dips, you know, you can notice dips and you start to feel a bit flat. Now I use tools, you know, I'll meditate or I'll go to yoga or I'll go for a walk in the sun or I'll notice what I've been eating the last few weeks and you nourish my body better. And, you know, there's things that I know are good for me. And so I just make sure that I don't, well, as best I can, don't get to that place again. But I'm kind of trusting that that only really happens to people once, hopefully. <laughs> it all came out of the blue, you know, and it was a little bit of inexperience. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you just got to go with it. And you learn the lessons and you learn the ways to, to manage life better, like you just mentioned, you know, and I think that's life and business. You, you just learn how to do it better. It's like even in business, when you have a failure, the next failure is not so bad and it's a little bit easier to recover from. And then the next one is not so bad and a little easier to recover from. And even if the next one is a huge one, it's like, okay, I've, I've dealt with failure and I, I've persevered and I've, I've had success again and it's okay. And that's what makes you braver and braver and braver and take bigger and bigger risks and get bigger and bigger success. And I think that's like life lesson, business lesson, just in general. It's about the just learning, coping, growing and continuing to persevere through. Yeah, it yeah. surely is. I remember going sand duning. You know, when you go to the top of a tall sand dune on this kind of toboggan thing, right? It's something you can do in the desert here and or the outback. And the first time I did it, I looked at the these enormous sand dunes and I thought I guess it's similar to skiing right or your first time skiing or or snowboarding you look at these enormous hills and you're just like no flipping way I'm not doing it I'm not doing it I'm not doing it and then you see a smaller one you think well I might try that one right or I'll try from halfway down so that's what I did on this sand dune and that stuck with me for the rest of my life because I started on this halfway down this small sand dune and it was so much fun I couldn't wait to go to the top of the small sand dune and then straight after that I wanted to go to the next biggest set and it was just you know exhilarating and then by the time I was doing the big sand dune it, there was no fear it was just all excitement it's like this rocks I love it and it applies to so many things in life you know once you've done it already then the fear is gone and yeah. like you said you know if you failed a little bit and then you come across something else or some other hurdle or obstacle and you think oh been there done that we're good yeah exactly just go go climb the next one climb the next one and that's I think where you can get braver with risk taking you know and definitely there's a lot of risk taking in on entrepreneurship you have to you have to do the thing that other people aren't doing you kind of got to do it and you've often got to do it on your own when people are telling you it's crazy it's not safe you're leaving behind a life of security what are you doing why are you taking these chances you know and you, I don't know it's there's a little bit of maybe crazy in there I don't know like a good way I mean it in a good way but you just kind of got to be brave and and then I think yeah maybe just doing those little hills first right do the little hills first get them out of the way and then 
then you can keep climbing the bigger ones. And I think that's also why a lot of entrepreneurs are in their middle years in life. They're in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s becoming entrepreneurs. I just read the other day the average age of a millionaire is 62. Wow. The first time millionaire is 62. And I, yeah. I was like, that's great. I still got plenty of time left. <laughs> Let's Bring go. It on. I was you like, mean yeah. you're already a millionaire? Come on. <laughs> almost, almost. almost. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I think it's just it's just really good to be aware of these things too. Okay, so let's just I love this one, this question. Like jump back in a time capsule. Let's go back, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years, knowing what you know now, with all the experience and wisdom you have. What advice would you give to your younger self? I would say learn to adult yourself. I'm Ooh. not I, I've only learned that in the later years, and I wish I'd known that 20 years ago. Life would have been different if I had been able to adult myself. What do I mean by that? It means, you know, we we have patterns from childhood that stay with us, right, for our whole life, and they shape our behavior and our thoughts and even our beliefs, and we get entrenched in that, and that's who we become. But what if we weren't that? What if we were the adult, you know, that we... When times, um, when you want questions, when you want answers to things in life, right? You, you kind of think about going to an adult. Do you know, it, it's yeah. a difficult thing to explain because I am not a psychologist, but it's advice that has um, that has really helped me in the last few years. Just get out of your childhood, basically. Get out of your old patterns and beliefs and try something different. I think that's really what it is. You draw a line in the sand, you know, you question your reactions to things. And the important question is, you know, is what you're thinking, feeling, and believing is that true is it really true you know what what if you're mistaken about what you're believing Ooh. so something happens you have a reaction but well, what if that reaction is mistaken right what would it look like from a different perspective and that yeah. has to me been an incredible life tool to just step away from the drama the victim the this is ha life is happening to me you know and just look at it and decide how you want to react and Ooh, yeah yeah and who you want to be because i agree with you i think we learn so much in our childhood from our our parents and the other people around us that raise us and the people who shape us as coaches on sporting teams or teachers and all the people that when we're at our most vulnerable and open to life, we learn from that we take on their beliefs, their limiting beliefs, their ways, their coping mechanisms. We take all this on and take it as what it's supposed to be because that's what's familiar to us. Yeah, it's a big mind shift to think about how do we want to be who's the person we want to be how do we show up as that person and just be that person and react as that person kind of a very empowering to even think that we can in the first place that we're it not limited right? yeah and we're not stuck in what we thought we should be because that's a lot of it like you said you know it's how other people's opinions influence us you know i suppose influence is the other advice i would give to myself is to stand firm in who you are and don't be so easily influenced by other people's agendas you know and that doesn't have to be sinister I mean even when I work with clients I'm always the person that says yes we can do that we can do that right without really thinking is that the wisest business decision is that the best value for me and my partner now do you know like we can't please everyone all the time so I think it's important to step back and take time to consider what's right for all parties the client you your business you know and that's also true in personal affairs choosing how how to react take the time step back think okay this is what's happened what does it mean you know, is my initial reaction what it really means? Maybe not. Yeah. And then there's that saying. It's always stuck with me since I ever heard it years ago. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm. So if both isn't an option, I'm going to take happy every single time. 
Well, I think that's good advice for all relationships in your life. Yeah, absolutely. To yourself, to your partners, to your business, even your clients, right? Like, yeah, we should live in a state of happiness yeah. so much more than we do. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question off book. Uh, forgive me for this. But I think it's interesting and something that people often ask me is about our partnership, our two-for-one business, and you moved to Australia a year and a half ago. There's people who still don't know that. <laughs> they still think you're here in Bermuda, where I am. And they kind of want to know, how do you run a business on completely opposite sides? of the planet as seamlessly as we do now it's not as easy as it looks on the outside because you don't see these hours that we might be working <laughs> and you know that kind of crazy side of it but has that changed sort of your perspective on business at all like being in a very different culture community you know you're not just in this small sort of mindset you're in a much bigger space like how has moving changed sort of your sort of thoughts and feeling around entrepreneurship and business business in general it, I guess not changed as much as expanded I feel like you know I can stretch my arms wider I can breathe deeper I can you know expand my rib cage more going back to the yoga things but this is just kind of how I imagine it it's simply that you know you can do everything that you're already doing that we were already doing but I allow myself to dream bigger because I know it's possible and that's not just dreaming that's not just you know hypothesizing but I've, I'm seeing it I'm seeing people around me do incredible things with less than what we have you know what i'm saying it's being in an environment this is such an important part of business anyway is to choose your environment you know and i'm just i guess i'm blessed that i chose australia <laughs> in that sense that you can see what's possible there's a lot of support from government and other bodies for small businesses and entrepreneurs because they see that as the future of the economy and the recovery of the economy especially post-covid and uh, so there's a very strong support for that sector and that's incredible it also shows that there's a, you know millions of people who believe in entrepreneurship so why wouldn't you believe in it yeah. instead of it being a bit of a struggle which I think it can feel like in a smaller community where you feel like you're a little bit on the edge or you're a little bit on the outside of the norm here it's very much normal yeah, yeah. so how do we do it I mean I was going to say oh easy you'd start work at 5 a.m and you finish at 1 a.m <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that on a long-term basis but yeah it, it's exciting and you you know, as we've said before, technology has allowed it to happen and we're just making the most of that and using what we have. And I think that's another thing in business. Use, see what's around you, use what you have, leverage what's available to you. Yeah. And just don't shy away from the new stuff. Yeah. That's a good tip, especially the new stuff, because honestly, technology is the reason we're able to do any of this. The stuff that we have come across in the last two years. I mean, Zoom is just a, a small part of it, but Zoom is the whole reason we have a business. I tell people all the time, there wasn't for COVID and people just becoming normal, working on Zoom, becoming just part of our daily lives that, you know, we wouldn't have a, a business. Two for one probably would have would have disintegrated when Vicky moved to Australia. But here we are and then we haven't even, we didn't, people didn't even notice your move. Like you actually moved and we kept going and kept doing business. Uh, I remember doing a client pitch from a uh, hotel room in Los Angeles on our way over. <laughs> it was exactly. so much fun. It feels clandestine. Like you're just, you know, doing things that people wouldn't normally expect. Yeah, there's a bit of risk in that too, I guess. For sure, it was definitely risky. I mean, we definitely just went on faith that this was all going to work out. And and it has. But also, that one thing, one of you and I's 
as values that we both share is that we want people to think bigger than they do because we want to think bigger than we are and we want others to to see the potential and possibilities of being so much greater than their environment that's why i like what you said about choosing your environment like you know your environment can just be virtual and you can reach people across the entire world now you know we had a meeting once with like australia bermuda and the uk all at the same time you know it's kind of wild when you think about it Yeah. yeah and it's so easy to choose your community now because it's so accessible and that's one of the things that we do in the league you know we welcome people from all over the world into the league because community is such an important part of a successful business yeah yeah and understanding that shared experience of being an entrepreneur i think helps um helps everyone you know i feel like even helps us we get we get just as excited to get in those conversations as the people you know we've invited in as our members because yeah we leave with so much i'm always so lifted after our focus hours and stuff just because those conversations are empowering and other people going through similar situations and or having questions that you can help with because you've had that experience just feels so good you know i absolutely love that Okay, partner, you know, we could talk all the time and we do anyway. (laughs) It's never enough, but I've certainly learned new things about you tonight. And it's been an amazing conversation as always. But I just want to finish off with one final question. So we want to ask this of everybody on our show. What does resilience mean to you? So I guess my story is one of resilience, which we have identified in this process. I think it's about giving yourself the grace to make mistakes and fail. It's about learning along the way always learning you know having that curiosity about yourself and how you navigate the world yeah just also to know that we're having a human experience so no matter what happens it's okay you know we don't have to attach shame or fear to it it's just is it's just a human experience and guess what there's a bunch of other people out there who've either been through or are going through in this very moment the same thing and that we're never alone even though we might not be in touch with the people who are doing that going through it so that would be it and I guess in short you know it's just being okay to roll with the punches and to not turn them into anything more than they are. They're not huge. They're not insurmountable. They don't mean anything about who you are. Yeah, I mean, life's meant to be easy. I firmly believe that life is meant to be easy and I do whatever I can to make that so. I love that. All right, partner. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure as always. (laughs) Absolutely. See you on the next one. See you on the next one. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 2for1branding.com.